Welcome to Too Much Not Enough, a podcast about the obsessions of two very intense people. I'm Emma Winston. And I'm Darius Kazemi. And today we're going to talk to you about cooking with fire. This is one of those topics that I know a lot about and Emma knows nothing about. I guess it's not that different from the Percy from the Percy Granger thing. I didn't know anything until you sent me reading. I mean, the difference is, though, that you ended up knowing quite a lot about Percy Granger, including some things that I had not encountered, whereas this... I still know nothing about. Absolutely nothing. Well, that's because you sent me lots of readings about Percy Granger and I sent you essentially nothing except for a blog post I wrote in like 2008. It was quite an intense blog post though. Yes. For listeners out there, this blog post, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, The blog post is something that I wrote in frustration coming back from a 4th of July cookout where people were poorly lighting a fire and I have opinions on how to light a fire for cooking. I mean, I have no opinions on how to light a fire for cooking. I have no I have no opinions on cooking. I just have no opinions on cooking. This is like this is I feel like we're we're bucking the gendered stereotype here. Perhaps because we're talking about cooking yeah. and I had toast for dinner <laughs> and for breakfast I also had I toast. was just gonna guess, was it also toast? For lunch, toast. I had mm, actually not this time. For lunch was an oven pizza. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is also bucking the stereotype because you're the programmer. You're the professional programmer, and you're meant to be the one that lives in a basement and eats beige food. But it's not. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, I don't. Know, I think my programmer brain loves cooking because I can systematize it into an engineering feat. That's how I feel about baking. Baking is definitely more of a science than cooking. Like you just it's you do very the steps. exact, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. Um, cooking, cooking, no idea. cooking is definitely Teach not me. as 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 exact. But uh, I still think it can be systematized. Uh, and and when I was taught to cook by my, I was taught to cook by my dad actually. So in our family, it was kind of a gendered along male lines, and uh, and he taught me heuristics. You know, like that was, he's like, these spices go well with those spices. If you have this kind of thing, you probably want to saute it with these kinds of things. And sauteing is when you cook until it's brown and smells good. And, blah, you know, it's like, it's like these, these rule, these sort of somewhat loose rules that are meant to be played with. That's why I'm not good at cooking. <laughs> That's it. That's why. Right. Okay. Well, I've learned something about myself today, <laughs> even if I haven't learned anything about cooking yet. So teach me how <laughs> to set things on fire without burning. Yeah. So this, so this, we're we're talking about cooking with fire here, and, I, and I'm being as general as saying cooking with fire because there's grilling and there's smoking and there's other ways to cook with fire too. And I mostly want to talk about grilling and smoking on this podcast. So I grew up in a household where grilling was very important. Um, I'm Iranian-American, and kebabs are kind of the national food of Iran. And those are always cooked over charcoal or wood or something like that. You know, there's no, there's not really like gas propane grilling in Iran. So it's not traditional to, to do kebabs over a propane grill i see um and and so i kind of grew up in that milieu and so grilling was just important and it was a thing that you did and then also i grew up in the american south which meant that i had ready access to southern style barbecue 
Uh, so for those of you who might not be American or don't know, Southern style barbecue is <laughs> like, um, it's slow cooked meats that have been smoked typically and either rubbed with spices or or, or um, sauce has been put on them. So if you, if you ever encounter pulled pork or brisket or arguably ribs or um, uh, there's other sorts of barbecue as well. It's a whole culture here in the United States, particularly in the South. There's Texas-style barbecue and Kansas-style barbecue. So this is why when I used the term barbecue to refer to what you would term a cookout, you were like, that's not a barbecue. Yeah, and that's not a UK thing. Most human beings use the terms interchangeably, but oh. but there are... I, well, we don't call... We don't have, as far as I know, this might just be yeah. me not knowing things, but I don't think we use the word cookout in the UK for anything, well, as far as I know. Well, and and that, that may be true. In the United States, most people call everything a barbecue if it's if it's cooked outdoors over a flame. So uh, it's pretty much the do same Do you also usage. call the grill a barbecue? Yes, many people do. Like, okay. Yeah, so... So I think UK and US people who are, are equally on sort of incorrect, technically incorrect footing. Uh, this is I'm going to talk later about pedantic grilling men because there are a lot of us. And like I try hard not to be one. I, I, I actually stopped talking about my love of grilling because I didn't want to be a pedantic grilling man. But uh, I'm, I'm making an exception for this podcast because it's about our obsessions. So I'm going to get really... Specific and I mean, also, pedantry is the only way that I'm ever going to understand this because <laughs> I don't do approximations. Right. So, right. So, here I am. So, the main difference between barbecue and a cookout is the difference between smoking and grilling, essentially. And so, a barbecue involves smoked meats, and smoking is the process of cooking meat over indirect heat, usually at a pretty low temperature. And you throw sort of different kinds of woods into the fire to provide a flavorful smoke to the meat. It takes a long time because it's over indirect heat. It's, uh, it's much closer to making like a roast in your oven, whereas grilling is closer to frying something in a pan because it's direct okay. and indirect heat. So when I'm grilling something, I typically have – so I, I use the same – uh, grill to both grill and smoke stuff. Uh, the difference is where I put the heat source in relation to the meat that I'm cooking. So if I'm making hamburgers, which is like a grilling thing, I light the coals, which we'll get into later. Uh, I put them in the grill and then I place the hamburgers directly on top of the hot coals. So there's, you know, usually flames and definitely radiative heat going straight from the coals onto the meat. And so the surface of the meat gets very hot. The surface of the meat will reach, temperature, reach temperatures of over 500 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what that is in Celsius, but it's... 260 Celsius. Oh, wow, 260. Okay, great. Well, Apparently. Still um, pretty hot. Still pretty hot, yeah. So the meat itself gets very hot. That's why it gets a char. So that's what happens as a result of direct heat. You're making the meat very, very hot. What kind of grill are we talking here? I use a Weber kettle, the 22-inch model. Yeah, I know, right? It's hilarious. <laughs> and it's, so, it's so science. Yeah. 
Uh, so I use a Weber kettle, kettle and um, uh, the Weber kettle is probably the most popular grill in the U.S. Like for a reason. It's kind of iconic and it does what it does extremely well. It's easy to clean. Oh, it's like the one that they have in The Sims. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's iconic. Which... It's like really, it's basically like the platonic ideal of an American grill. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those in real life. Well, come over to my place sometime and you will. But broadly speaking, there are two categories of grill, uh, and that's and that has to do with your fuel source, which in the United States, at least, you have gas grills, which are sourced with propane tanks, and you have charcoal grills, which are fueled with charcoal. I use a charcoal grill. Uh, a lot of people will talk about at length about how gas is better than charcoal or vice versa. I prefer charcoal because it's what I grew up using. Uh, I also like the smoke produced by charcoal. Uh, charcoal gets hotter than gas, so it's better. I think it's better for grilling, at least. What are the advantages of a gas one? Um, I'm looking at them, and right. they look like little ovens. Yes, yeah, so a, like... a, a gas grill, you just go and you turn it on. You don't have to go through the whole oh. complicated lighting process. You just turn it on like you would turn on your oven, and uh, a little flame appears. It's it's very similar to a gas stove or oven in a kitchen uh, where, you know... But it's outside. Yes, but it's outside. So there's more f exposed flame than a gas stove on an oven. Um, but it works on essentially the same principles. I see. And and the, the main reason to use gas, personally, I think, is convenience. I might actually end up going to purchase a gas grill when I have the money, like a small one, just because sometimes you don't want to spend, you know, 45 minutes waiting for your coals to light via, mm -hmm. you know, and get ready for cooking. You just want to go throw some burgers on somewhere and cook them and eat them. Uh, and so, so I think it's like a, it's a great convenience option. Uh, so as I was saying earlier, you know, when I make a hamburger, I put the burger directly over the coals, uh, the hot coals, and it cooks directly and it gets very, very hot. So again, like 500 degrees Fahrenheit or, you know, what was it? 260 Celsius. Oh, and the burger will cook in like three minutes, you know, oh, it's not. really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it depends on how hot the fire is, but and how well like done you like through, it. Or? Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you like your burger a little juicy, it takes three minutes. If you want it cooked till it's like really hard, like a hockey puck or something, then you can cook it longer, obviously. <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> I, I feel like there's judgment. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, but for smoking, what you do is you use a much smaller amount of charcoal and you kind of put it over to the side of your grill or cooking apparatus. So you sort of push it against one end rather than just putting dumping it all in the middle. And mm -hmm. uh, so you have the hot coals on one side. And then on the opposite side of the grill, you put your meat. So you don't want any direct oh. path for the heat to rise and touch the, touch oh. the meat directly. Uh, hence, indirect heat. You also use fewer coals because you don't want it getting quite so hot. Uh, in fact, um, for, uh, for most barbecue, you want it at about 225 degrees Fahrenheit, which is only a little bit, it's only, that's only a few degrees higher than, that's like 103 Celsius or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like barely warmer than boiling. Oh, so it's kind of like creating an oven. Yeah, you are creating a like oven. A it, DIY yeah. oven. Yeah, like I said, it's similar to making like a Christmas roast or something, you know. Okay. Where the smoke comes in is you usually take a little packet or something. I like to wrap wood chips 
that I've soaked in water in foil. And then I place the, the foil, that little packet, on top of the coals directly. And what the water does is it prevents the wood chips from setting on fire. It means that they release their smoke a lot more slowly, gradually. Basically, once that foil packet heats up, the wood starts to slowly release smoke. And so in addition to the the oven-style heat, you also get a very smoky situation in there, too. And of course, you're doing this grilling you do with the cover off. Uh, of the grill, typically, because it's so hot anyway, you don't need to put the cover on. Mm-hmm. But smoking is always done with the cover on, because partly because it's so, you need to hold hold it in like an oven, hold that heat in. Mm-hmm. But also you need the smoke to kind of circulate for as long as possible. Oh, so there. you're kind of seasoning it with yes. the wood smoke. That's exactly correct. You are seasoning it That's with the smoke. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Wait, can you do that in the same grill? Yes. Or would you use a different... Well, you just not at the use, same time. like the little Sims grill. Yeah, not at the not, same time. But, okay, no, but, um, I mean, I wasn't implying yeah. at the same but, time. But yeah, no, this is, I, I use my Weber gr- kettle for both of these things. Okay. Um, so it's really just a matter of do you put the coals directly under the meat or do you put them mm-hmm. off to the side of the meat? Oh. Now, if your grill is like super small, you can't use it for smoking because there's no space to, mm-hmm. you know, to keep the... You need distance between the heat source and the meat. Uh, if you want to get super fancy about it, my old grill that I used to have years ago um, had sort of its main section that you might you, you would see on any grill, just like the big tub that you put the charcoal in, uh, and then it had what's called like a like a, a hot box uh, or a fi- or a fire box off to the side. And so what that is, it's like a second box that's connected to the main chamber and you put all your charcoal and wood in that box. So, and then, the, and then the, the heat comes out of that box and the smoke comes out of that box. You're basically isolating your heat even more mm. from the meat. What does that do? It makes How it easier it it? to control the temperature. So there might be like a flu in between the hot box and the main chamber that you can adjust to and then so if it's like too hot you can just close the air the the little pipe uh that connects mm-hmm. them a little more until you get it down to the temperature that you want um if you and you can smoke i think you can make barbecue anywhere from you know 200 and 25 degrees Fahrenheit to 325 degrees Fahrenheit. I like to keep it on the lower end because I think it just um, it makes uh, for a sort of more flavorful. And uh, if it gets too hot, Why? you end up almost kind of overcooking the meat. Okay. Also, um, the faster if you cook the meat hotter, um, you know how if you sear a piece of meat, it sort of gets this crust on it. Mm-hmm. The crust makes it harder for the smoke to penetrate the meat. So the so the colder yeah, yeah so the colder you cook it the easier it is for the smoke to penetrate the meat uh, and in theory you can get uh, I've I have at times at my best I've gotten what's called a smoke ring on my meat you cut it open and you can actually see a few centimeters of uh, of like a different color of the meat once you're done uh, and that's the part where the smoke has penetrated and it uh, oh. and it tastes really flavorful. So, But yes, to answer your question, you can do both of these things with the same piece of equipment as long as it okay. is large enough. And you have to have a lid, I guess. Yeah, you have to have a lid. Yeah. To do, yeah. Could you DIY it somehow? Yeah, lots of people build their own smokers. Uh, a lot of people will use like a, like if you, like a lot of people will make their own out of like a, a metal oil barrel. Oh, 
Like so you can just cut a metal barrel in half, add hinges to it, and then put it on a stand of some kind. I think there's a place there's a place at the end of my road that does that sometimes. Yeah. Like they just I guess they're barbecuing things mm-hmm. and then I think they sell them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. A lot of people huh. a lot of people do that. It's not uncommon. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, and I just want to put a shout out for people who who have not tried smoking. A lot of people have are at least relatively familiar with the concept of grilling. You know, you put the meat over the fire and then you turn it until it looks cooked and then you eat it. Smoking is more it's a little it's more technical. It takes a lot more time. Usually if my idea is to have uh pulled pork, for example, ready by dinner time, let's say 6 or 7 p.m., um, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I start the fire. Oh, uh, oh. yeah, and then uh, and then I cook it at 225 Fahrenheit for 12 hours. So from 6 a.m. generally to 6 p.m. That is longer than I was expecting. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about how when you do like a like a roast in the oven. That can take like four or five hours, but that's oh, also yeah. like it can, can't it? Yes, yeah. but that's also like fifty percent hotter than what you than, mm-hmm. the, than the temperature that you're smoking at. So because this is at such a low temperature and you need the meat to cook all the way through, mm. it's uh, it does take a very long time. But also that extra time means more time for the smoke to penetrate and all that other good stuff. Oh, so it can take twelve hours to. To do this, if you want to do it at a low temperature, I mean, you can take it up to 300 something Fahrenheit and it will still be perfectly good and you can smoke it mm-hmm. in, in six hours, but the smoke won't penetrate as much, but it'll still be delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I really enjoy just taking a Saturday and like spending my entire day doing this. The nice thing is you're not actively cooking this thing. Mm. You don't touch the meat after, once you've put it in the smoker and closed the lid, All you're doing, I just set a timer on my phone, and every half hour, I come out, I look at the temperature of the grill, because my grill has a little thermometer on it, and if Mm -hmm. it's too low, I add a handful of charcoal to the charcoal that's already in there. If the wood chips have stopped smoking, I add more wood chips. So basically, for 12 hours, I am am checking on the, the smoker every half hour. But I'm not doing much of anything else. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a, you're just kind of babysitting it. It's not an active process. Okay. Um, and so I, uh, so I actually like kind of treat it as a little vacation day. It's a little, it's like a spa oh. day for me, you know? <laughs> oh. So I, I, I'll be, I'll like read a, read a good book or play video games or, or drink cocktail or something like that uh, and, uh, and enjoy this process. It's like a spa day that's incredibly bad for your skin. This is like the most wholesome thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> How good does the weather have to be to do it? Like, because here, mm-hmm. people only grill stuff when it's like the middle of a heat wave, right? So, which has been constantly right. for the last two months, but normally not. So, grilling kind of requires good weather because you grill with it open. So, if it's like raining, mm-hmm. it will rain on your food and on your, up, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's whatever your personal tolerance is for being outside in inclement weather. I used to have a tradition where every New Year's Day in Boston, I would do pulled pork. 
Um, and so I would be oh, out nice. there in the snow. Um, oh my god! For twelve, like for twelve hours going, but also like I was mostly indoors. Every half hour, I would go out and check on the grill, and then come back in. You know, honestly, that sounds much nicer to me than, than in the heat, sitting yeah. in a really hot park <laughs> with a foil tray. With yeah, some yeah, but also, but also, it. smoking you can do in any weather because the, the mm-hmm. it's closed the whole time, so it's it's fine. It's really just a matter of personal preference of whether mm. or not you want to be going in and out of doors for 12 hours in a given weather condition. I see. Why don't more... Uh, maybe maybe loads of people are doing it here. Maybe I'm just like super uncultured and I think that no one is... I, I mean, I, I am not aware a of, a, of, a, of a significant barbecue culture in London. So. <laughs> I mean... If you know of one, get in touch. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really just your personal preference. Sometimes in the winter, what I'll do is I will smoke the meat for just three hours on the smoker, uh, which is enough to get some flavor into it, and then I will transfer it into my home into the oven for, and mm-hmm. then just do it like a roast the rest of the way. Could you do it with like a Christmas turkey? Yeah, would that be good? Oh, I have smoked turkey many times. Oh my god, it is incredible! It is it is absolutely the best way to eat turkey. I am a big advocate of turkey. This might be the thing that we finally disagree on because, like everyone else I know, says that it's no turkey's the best, and I think it's the best. Also, it's literally the best. It's like chicken. Yes, it's it it is like plain enough that you can season it and it is really good but also it's less plain and has more of its own flavor than chicken i agree it's also okay so turkey barbecue is actually my secret favorite kind of barbecue it's 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 incredible (laughs) it's so good secret secret yeah well because it's not usually what's (laughs) on a menu you know like when you talk about barbecue but people think pork and beef typically Mm -hmm. uh but there are areas of the country where turkey barbecue is pretty common texas is one of them you can find turkey barbecue there uh yeah a smoked turkey is to me the best way to eat turkey um i've I've made it for christmas several times people love it turkey is great because as a meat it it soaks in more of that smoke than most other meats. Oh, uh, but also, but also, it's like a physically large piece of meat compared to mm-hmm. a to a chicken. So you it's can a smoke boy. a chicken, but it cooks really fast, and mm-hmm. uh, and you don't get a lot of time to actually get the smoke to penetrate. Whereas turkey just gets incredibly juicy and incredibly smoky when you smoke it. Oh my god, uh, why don't people here do this? It is and... it is so so good. Now I now that I, now I know this, when you do visit eventually, I will smoke a turkey. Oh my god, I will eat the entire thing. Yeah. It might it might take Okay, me I will a month, okay, I will smoke I will smoke two turkeys, I will eat one, you will eat the other. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is that is true friendship. Yes. <laughs> That's like that's like the friendship bracelet of 2018. <laughs> Smoking can work with certain vegetables. Ah. Well, cuz you can like smoke sweet potatoes or sort of like big starchy large boys of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Big starchy uh, large boys. Yeah. Uh jackfruit. Smoked jackfruit is a thing. Oh yeah. Like you often see that as the vegan option at a barbecue place mm-hmm. is is smoked jackfruit. Uh, so it is possible, but also vegetables are so much less 
tough, generally speaking, mm. than meat. You really just want to grill those vegetables. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can like cook vegetables over indirect heat, but it's going to come out more or less indistinguishable from if you roasted them in an oven, which is mm-hmm. which is delicious. It's just it just tasted tastes oven roasted. Oh, there's smoked tofu, isn't there? Yeah, That's yeah, you thing. can smoke tofu as well. Smoked tofu is is great. Nature's meat. Yeah, tofu. Well, tofu. Yeah, tofu is kind of like turkey in that it's a, obviously a really good at soaking in flavors mm. like smoke. Oh, what was the thing? There was a thing on your blog post with with the diagram. Oh yeah. The... Uh, so that one. Yeah, I guess I should <laughs> go into. So, th- so what sort of started this whole thing? Oh, also, you haven't gone into oh lighter God. fluid. Yeah. How do you f- okay. I want to. All right. So. I want to hear how right. you feel about lighter All fluid, right. Beca- Because I am a bad, pedantic grilling man, <laughs> I get very upset when I go to cookouts a lot of the time, and I see people who are, in my estimate, doing it wrong. Uh, now, granted, for me, doing it wrong is like not a stylistic thing. It's like literally if you are having trouble cooking the food and everyone's hungry and waiting for the food to come out for me that's doing it wrong your guests are that's every your guests are unhappy i've ever been to your guests are unhappy you're doing it wrong so that's what gets me upset and a lot of that starts with the fire starting process which is where people will and this this goes for smoking or grilling although i think most people who smoke are technical enough that they don't do it this other way but most people when they go to start their grill. So they'll use those little charcoal briquettes, which are, they're like these little cakey, well, briquettes, I guess, of charcoal. Kingsford's a big brand here. And what they will do is they'll take lighter fluid and cover the coals in lighter fluid, which is essentially gasoline, and then mm-hmm. throw a match in, light it on fire. And the 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 way that that works is the the lighter fluid lights on fire and then as the gas as the gasoline sort of burns off the heat from that process is imparted into the briquettes that are then okay. the sort of longer burning things mm-hmm. um the problem with that there's a couple problems with that one is that you end up having some amounts of lighter fluid in your food which Certainly doesn't taste mm. good and might be a carcinogen. Like, I wouldn't recommend it. There's the taste thing, but also it's a very inefficient way to, to light the grills. And very often, you have to really soak those briquettes with lighter fluid, which, of course, makes your – in order to get it to stick. Because otherwise, what you're doing is you're just burning a very thin layer of gasoline and hoping that it catches everything else on mm-hmm. fire. Oftentimes, people will, will try to use lighter fluid and it doesn't work. So then a lot of people overcompensate and they just put tons of lighter fluid in there, but then the food ends up tasting like lighter fluid and blah, blah, blah. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds perfectly like a perfectly sensible and not pedantic thing to hate. The, the coals that I use are typically referred to as hardwood charcoals, and they look like little pieces of wood. Because that's what they are. They are pieces of wood that have been charred, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so hardwood, coals, you can find them most places in the United States, at least. Uh, like, I can buy them at Home Depot or big stores like that. Or, or most, most grocery stores carry them as well. Most, at least most big supermarkets do. Those are great because they burn really clean and really hot. And they are 
easy to start with the chimney starter. So this is the blog post that I wrote. I came back from a party. I was mm-hmm. super upset at how poorly people were lighting their grill and how much lighter fluid they were using. The worst thing to do, by the way, is while you're cooking, put more lighter fluid on the fire to make it hotter because that's you might as well just be squirting the gasoline into your food directly at that Wait, point. Wait, how would you even do that without actually putting it on the food? Uh, you move the food off to the side and then... Oh. Okay. apply mm. the lighter fluid. It's not a good mm. idea. It's also very dangerous because uh, you tend to get fireballs. Uh, totally off the wall question. Could you not use something like whiskey instead of lighter fluid? Uh, that's it's a, good, just, a good question. The whole I thing is like, is I making me could. think of like when you have, do, uh, uh, this, this might be me being like super patronizing. Are Christmas puddings a thing in the US? They're not, but... Um, uh, um, but we but we know generally what they are from all of the British Christmas media that we consume. And like you pour brandy on it and then you set it on fire yeah. for some reason. Like yeah. in all honesty, I think it's the worst Christmas food. But <laughs> you can set it on fire and people like that. People love that. So uh, yeah, could you yeah, do I guess the same thing? Use, I guess you could use alcohol. I don't know why I don't see more people doing that. But I mean, it sounds like it would taste better. It certainly would taste better. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. You know, the alcohol might burn so fast that it doesn't light the coals, is my thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I get back from this party. I'm super upset at what I've seen. <laughs> and so I wrote a blog post called Starting Your Grill. And I include a lot of technical diagrams. Basically, it's about how to use what's known as a chimney starter to start your coals. And what a chimney starter is, it's a metal cylinder with two compartments. And there's a bottom compartment that is small and a top compartment that is big. And there's a metal divider in between the compartments, but with like holes poked in it uh, so so that heat and air can come through. And what you do is you put your coals in the top compartment, the big one, and then you take some newspaper and you put it in the bottom compartment. And then you use a match or whatever to light the newspaper on fire. And then you just leave it. And what this does is, because it's a cylinder and it's relatively um, skinny, lighting the, the paper at the bottom creates a jet of hot air that moves up through all the coals. And Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're using hardwood charcoal, which, as I mentioned, is, like, easier to light and burns hotter, uh, the coals at the bottom will light very quickly. Um, And then those coals will then light the coals on top of them, and then the heat just sort of rises up through until eventually you have a metal container full of glowing hot coals. Oh, okay. And also at that point, more or less, the smoke has stopped coming off of the coals. Mm -hmm. What that means is that the coals are basically as hot as they're going to be. So then you can just dump them into your grill. You can add more coals on top of it if you want, if if you're using the hardwood kind. So charcoal briquettes are, uh, they were actually invented by the Ford Motor Company because they were a byproduct of the automaking process in one way or another. Uh, And so the charcoal is kind of like, they use a bunch of chemicals to kind of like bind the carbons in that to each other into sort of briquette format. And so charcoal briquettes are safe to cook with once they've uh, sort of burned off Mm -hmm. a bit um, and they become this white color. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what that means is that 
while you're cooking, it doesn't make a lot of sense to throw new briquettes on if you need the fire to keep going or get hotter. Whereas with the natural wood kind, you can throw as many of those on as you want. There's not going to be any like weird chemicals releasing into your food Mm -hmm. while you do that. Anyway, so the chimney starter is basically a way of creating an artificial jet um, that superheats the coals and then you can go from there and it's nice because you don't it doesn't use any weird chemicals i mean i guess if you have like weird inks in the paper or something that some of it might get in there but you're not using you're not literally throwing gasoline onto a fire yeah you know so and uh that's that's how i like to start a fire it's fun as well and you don't have to mess around with 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 gasoline so like is, is that do lots of people own chimney starters i think no um, I think people who are who regularly grill with charcoal do, but for your sort of standard, like, well, I have a grill and I bring it out twice a year for a picnic or something. It sounds easier, though. I do think it's easier. I think people just don't know better, which is why like, I wrote that blog post. It seems to me a lot less terrifying than just like pouring some lighter fluid on stuff and setting it on fire. I agree. But- but what do I know? I can't even <laughs> hold a fork and talk at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's that blog post. That'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about nature's deep fryer. This has been too much, not enough. I'm Darius Kazemi, aka Tiny Subversions on Twitter or tinysubversions.com. I'm Emma Winston, aka Deer underscore Full on Twitter. Deer like the animal underscore F-U-L or emmawinston.me. 